You're listening to Beyond the Ribbon, a podcast of the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center. This podcast is brought to you by Kia of Amarillo, proud member of the Auto Inc. family of dealerships. Be sure to check out their website at kiaofamarillo.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Ribbon. My name is Ryan Parnell, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and oncology nurse, Pam McMillan. Hey, Ryan. I think we need to stop a moment. Okay. Did anybody pay attention to the opening? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there is a new opening, right? Um, it, it, we've been partnered with uh, uh, Pete's CarSmart Kia for almost two years. Yes, and uh, been a great partner. Fantastic partner. Um, Alessio and Pete and those guys over there have been super good to us here at uh, the Survivorship Center and our podcast. But uh, they have now merged with um, Auto Inc. Mm-hmm. And it is now called Kia of Amarillo. And uh, they are a proud member of the Auto Inc. family of dealerships. Now, I tell you, Pam, some of our listeners have probably heard of Auto Inc. Yes. They have a lot of dealerships in town. But more importantly, they're amazing title sponsor of 24 Hours in the Canyon. Yes, and we um, they might have seen a check from them. A on large our one. Facebook, yeah. Yes. A couple large ones. A very large one. we are so one. grateful for them. Yes. We are so thankful to the Auto Inc. family, the Bradley uh, family, and, and everyone involved over there with all the dealerships. Um, and now joining us, not only as our title sponsor of 24 Hours in the Canyon, but our presenting sponsor of our podcast. And so it's really kind of cool how those worlds have merged. Yes. We're just going to have to get rid of Pete's name in our podcast. So it might take a few episodes before you <laughs> all get comfortable as well as I that. know. I know. So you'll have to stay tuned to the end of the podcast to find out what that's going to be replaced with. Right. That's right. But before, um, let's start with our guest. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I always enjoy is, um, going to Whitney's class and learning, learning about new things. But, you know, the way the world is, food is expensive. Yes. And sometimes we Everything's have, expensive. <laughs> everything is expensive. That's true. But sometimes we have to um, make sacrifices and try to find ways um, we can live healthier um, because we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, um, we do offer a monthly uh, nutrition class. Um, that is 99% of the time it involves um, sample, sampling of food. <laughs> and and we'll talk about that, of course, I'm sure. But the other thing, too, that we do offer is one-on-one nutritional counseling, mm-hmm. um, which is very important. Maybe uh, you're struggling with this or struggling with that, and so we have options um, uh, uh, to partner you up with one of the two uh, dietitians and um, folks that have extreme experience in oncology. And so that's what's beautiful about that. So I'll quit talking and let's jump right into our guest and welcome Whitney Warminski. How Happy, are you, Whitney? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. Here's here's what I, I love, and I'm just going to throw this out there right off the bat. We talk, we joke about this all the time, and we've probably joked about it on the podcast too. Whitney is the cool dietitian, but this is what's unique about that is I don't ever feel like shamed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when we, I just remember one of the early discussions we had um was talking about you really need to avoid bacon and i'm like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i know that when i say that that makes me really unpopular with people so i know i try to but you came back you came gently. back and said you know in moderation not every night every morning and evening maybe on your birthday on your birthday holiday. that's right one of whitney's favorite things to say is everything in moderation 
And I'm um, not the food police. And the food police. And I'm that's what I appreciate. Yes. So I want to throw that out there because I don't want people turning off going, oh, they're going to talk about what you shouldn't eat. We're going to talk about kale. We're no, just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> <No. Whoa. laughs> We're going to talk about how to make our dollars stretch and maybe do some smart things and some tricks maybe at the grocery store. Right. So we all know food costs are rising. It's getting harder to eat healthy on a budget. And let's face it, most Americans are on an eating healthy budget. Um, yes. You've got to stretch your dollar at the grocery store. So I think it's a really important topic for us to talk about. Yes. You know, I know whenever I go to the grocery store and I look and I see there's organic fruits and vegetables versus the ones that are not organic, just the price difference is huge. Right. It can be. And I don't know which one's really better for me. Mm-hmm. So I hope that you can... Um, Enlighten me and enlighten our listeners. So what what's your first tip on eating on a budget? So here's my first tip. It might make me a little unpopular, but cook at home. So it can be really tempting to hit the dollar menu at your fast food joint, right? Especially if you don't feel well, you don't feel like cooking, you don't know how to cook. You want to hit that dollar menu. But you can make your dollar stretch a lot further if you learn to cook at home. Well, and I think the other thing about that, too, is that um, sometimes cooking at home, um, it may not just be the person who is cooking it. It's the rest of the family that's like, oh, I'm getting off at seven o'clock or those types of things. So we totally get that. We're not trying to say, but I, I will tell you this. I will say that one of the things that's one of the things we have committed to doing for the last year or so is trying not to eat out. And um, it's made a difference. Right. You know, if we want to go back to um, COVID and when the world stopped and we had to eat at home, it was amazing. Right. Amazing. The difference. How much healthier we ate as Mm -hmm. a family. Mm -hmm. And spend time together as a family. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes people say, well, I don't cook healthy at home, so I'm just going to not cook. I'm going to go out to eat because it doesn't make a difference anyway. But I can Mm. almost promise you anything that you cook at home, even if it's deep fried chicken, is going to be better than what you would get at a restaurant or a fast food meal. So give yourself a little credit for that. And why would you say that? Well, when you eat a fast food meal or even a restaurant meal, the portions are bigger. And so you tend to eat more than you intend to at home, probably. Um, It's a lot higher in sodium, typically, which is something that you want to limit. Typically, your restaurant meals can have your whole day's requirement of sodium in one entree. And so when you're cooking at home, there's a good chance that you're using significantly less sodium because you're just not using as highly processed ingredients. Would you say those are like ultra processed foods? I would say those are highly processed. So high in added fat, added sugar, added salt, any of those things would be considered a highly processed food. And I I can totally agree with that. When you cook, right? But it's like... You can control the You can control all (laughs) the bits and pieces and stuff that goes in there. Um, Golly, it just floors me. One day's worth of sodium in your entree. Right. And your calories. You know, when you look at the nutrition facts for any restaurant meals, it it might be 2,000 calories in one entree. Now, yes, you can split those up and there's other reasonable things that you can do. But the number one tip I would give 
is to just try cooking at home more regardless of what it is. And then you can start working on the, the healthy part later. But once you're cooking more at home, start keeping like a database of your recipes that you cook. That way you're not like, oh, what am I going to cook this mm-hmm. week? So that you have kind of a list on hand that you can refer back to. And I'm sure a lot of your recipes you could double and maybe freeze. Now you're getting ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. But yes, no, you're absolutely right. You can prepare for leftovers. You can batch cook so that you have those things more easily accessible. I, I remember during the quarantine, during COVID, that, you know, when Kimberly, my wife, would make something, it would be like, all right, thumbs up. Thumbs down. Do we want to have this again? Do we right. Not want to yeah. So and if it's a thumbs up, you could keep it in your in your database. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good tip. I mean, I can totally relate to that. Now, without getting too far ahead, let's go to number two. Okay. So number two is planning ahead. The key to any successful diet lifestyle change is planning ahead. So sit down, take time to plan out your menu for the week. You know, you're not going to cook every single day, probably, if that's not something that you're used to. So it kind of depends on your lifestyle. It might be that you're a person that enjoys cooking every single day, or it might be more realistic for you to plan to cook maybe three meals per week, but plan those meals out so that you'll set yourself up for success during the week. And again, as you said, if you're used to going out and eating five times a week, you cook now three, that's that's better than where you were. That's it, much these are better. incremental yeah. steps. Yes. Baby um, steps. Baby steps. Yeah. And planning out your week, too. Um, here's one thing I'll, I'll just throw out, because I know this is what the Parnells struggle with a lot of times, is remembering to lay out, you know, the hamburger you're going to cook that evening or... Right. That goes into having that, it ready that to go into that planning. So just a, a tip from our sometimes failures when you have to go, oh, crud, I guess we're eating out. Right. <laughs> and well, and going along with that, make sure that you check and see what you have on hand that needs to be used up and make sure you you plan a recipe that uses that item or, you know, something that may be on sale this week that you can plan that into your weekly menu, too. Good tip. Very good tip. All right. Number three. Make a list and stick to it. So this seems kind of like, well, that's obvious. Um, It's hard. But it sometimes is hard. So keep a running grocery list. So when you run out of milk, check it off your list or write it on your list. I have this great list that I use that has all your different food items on it. And then you just go through and check your items that you need as you run out of it. And I will not live without that list anymore. And I think Google even has... Where you can add it if you have a Google Home. Oh, yeah. Well, we use an app. Oh, fancy. It's a a Mm -hmm. list app for everything under the sun. But uh, you're right. It's constantly, it's like, hey, add this to, would someone add, you know, cheese to the United list? Or would someone add such and such to this list? I like the Apple Notes because you can put a little bullet on the Mm -hmm. side. Oh, that's smart, too. um, Mm -hmm. Shopping, you can mark it off. Right. Yeah. That's a good you know, idea. One thing to think about, and I don't, I hope I'm not getting ahead because I just made fun of Pam for getting too far <laughs> ahead. But there are, sometimes I find, partly because we still have um, a child still living at home, a man child, mm-hmm. and we go to the grocery store and stuff makes its way into the basket that you're like, I didn't, I didn't put that on the list. Right. Or you all of a sudden feel like, ooh, I'm feeling drawn to mm-hmm. these Doritos mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. What about with your list? doing pickup 
That's a great option too. And so you create your list, you order your stuff, and then you go pick it up and you don't, if you're, if you're tempted. Right. And I think a lot of us picked up that habit during COVID. Oh yeah. You know, we were trying to avoid the crowds. Um, and I think that's a great way to make yourself stick to that list. But also probably a great way for our survivors who struggle, maybe having the energy to go to the grocery store. Right. Yeah. They can just order. Very good idea. Very good idea. Mm -hmm. The other, I'm not saying get it delivered. Because you that cost more money. That is a delivery fee, yeah. But usually pick it, picking it up. Yeah. Okay. Um, and don't shop hungry, because mm. that means you're going to be reaching for those Doritos, those Oreos, you know, those things Chocolate that are bar. are not on the list. But you're really hungry, so you're going to allow yourself to make those choices that maybe aren't so wise. Good point. So whenever you're shopping, is there a difference between like brand and non-brand or store brand? nutritionally typically not there might be a slight quality difference depending on what the item is um but another one of my tips later (laughs) i know you're doing so good Um, i go to her classes and you learn all these things you know definitely buying the store brand or the generic whenever it's more cost effective for you i always tell people to buy the best quality that you can afford so Maybe that's organic strawberries this time because that is what looks the best right now. But maybe, you know, in a couple months, they don't look so good. They're more expensive. So you buy the conventional produce instead, and that's perfectly fine, too. And probably watching sell items. Yes. Yeah. So as you're, your grocery sh- um, list. as you're planning your meals, check out the grocery list, um, the grocery ad, and then make your list based on that. That's a a great idea. All right. Number four. Number four. Prep extra to have leftover. So you mentioned this earlier. You're just doing so good, Pam. Um, especially of your protein. So if you know you're making ground beef the, for the week, maybe prep an extra pound so that you have a little extra to go by, whether it's for a lunch um, or to use on a particularly busy night so that you have that prepped in advance too. Um, you know, you can make soups or casseroles or anything that you can portion out and freeze for later. So even if you don't remember to pull it out the day before to have it ready, you still can get it out and defrost it. And, and that's a really convenient option that will help stretch your dollar, too. Certainly, because it'll save on time. Saves on time. And time mm-hmm. is money, right? It certainly is. So with the meats being so high, is there things that we can substitute for hamburger meat or turkey or... Yeah. To get our protein. So that's my tip number five, actually. <laughs> Eat more plant-based proteins. So dried beans and legumes are really cost-effective, high-volume protein that you could swap out easily for meat. Or one other thing that I like to do is do like half beans and half meat. So that you're still getting the same amount of protein, but you're cutting back on your animal proteins and you're getting more plant-based foods. And your, your food cost is reduced. So you can use pinto beans, black beans, um, lentils are a great meat substitute that are something that you don't have to soak overnight. I mean, you just boil them for 15 to 20 minutes, and that's a great alternative to dried pinto beans. Yeah, I like that idea, like you just said, of half and half. Mm-hmm. Because you're still getting, you know, that that meat that you're used to or think you're used to or whatever the case may be, you're, you're still getting that, but you're also getting more vegetables. Right. It's a win-win situation. Mm-hmm. We so. also live in an area where we think we have to have meat 
on our right. plate. Yeah. So there was a big movement. I think it probably still is around, but meatless Mondays. Mm-hmm. Do you all remember hearing about I do. that? I do. And so the goal was to plan more plant-based meals and to not have any meat on Monday. I think there was a lot of reasons behind that. But right here in the middle of cattle country, that could be a little unpopular. But if you're on a budget, then cutting back on your meat and your animal proteins is something that you probably have to do. So looking at those other options um, is a good idea. In a lot of other regions, people eat tofu (laughs) a lot more, but um, it's been a little harder for me to convince people to try tofu here. I don't know if I've ever had tofu. If I have, it's been by mistake. It's like a great smoothie recipe that calls for tofu because, you know, some of them have milk or Greek yogurt, but some people don't tolerate dairy. So this one calls for tofu as the protein and then you blend it up with the frozen fruit. And I promise you will not know that it's tofu. Maybe that'll be my next recipe for class. It may be. It may be. You know, um, just to go back real fast in case someone is saying, I don't, what is plant based? Like, I'm not a vegetarian. I don't understand what you're talking about. Go back. Uh, You know, sometimes we make references to some of our other episodes, but go back to uh, one of our early, early episodes. Uh, Whitney did a whole talk on plant based and a plant based diet. So, just so you know, um, there is great information out there. We don't want to take today to do that. So let's jump right into number six. Number six is to shop seasonally. So seasonal produce is you purchase it and consume it around of the time that it's normally harvested. Like it's it's natural life cycle. So it tends to be fresher. And if it's closer to the time that you pick it, that you consume it, it tends to have more nutrients too. So if you have a local producer, then that's even better. A lot of times you don't. Um, but just trying to, ch- to choose seasonal produce is a good way to... Save some money. Is there an app or a website that we can go look to see what seasonal items? I mean, there's so many sources. I mean, you just Google seasonal produce and you'll get a plethora of resources. Um, But right now, I just looked up briefly to see what the winter produce in season was and was cruciferous vegetables, which is something I talk about a lot in my classes. So broccoli cauliflower, cabbage, um, Brussels sprouts, kale, my favorite nutrition topic, (laughs) Um, beets, citrus fruits like oranges and grapefruit, pumpkin, sweet potatoes, all of those highly nutritious foods are in season right now. So you should be able to get them at a better price than you would say in the middle of the summer. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, just as you said, it tastes better too, because it's in season. It's not grown somewhere else and shipped over and takes forever or you know, grown inside somewhere where maybe it doesn't get near as good uh, nutrients. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Number seven. Seven. So this we kind of talked about before, but buying generic or store brands can really save you a lot of money. But the key is you need to check the price per unit or per serving and make sure that it is actually a better deal because sometimes you glance at the price and it seems like it is, but when you actually calculate it out, it's not that big of a savings. Yeah. Sto- stores are sometimes kind of sneaky. It's tricky. In how they how they price things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a very good t- I can remember my dad teaching me that early on. You know, like, this price is so unit. much per unit. This is that per unit. So, here, you, you know, and then it becomes a math problem that you had, and that makes it, you know, sometimes So, whenever you go to, like, the big bulk stores like Sam's or Costco, are you, are those better deals? Are those? Sometimes, but sometimes not. So, again, 
we all typically have our calculators with mm-hmm. us nowadays on our phones. So just pull it out and do the simple math and keep, keep a mental note of when you're at the bulk store versus the regular grocery store, which is a better deal. And some of that may be, too, if you have room for all of that stuff. That you <laughs> right. Well, and that's something to consider. You want to make sure that you're using it before it spoils. Yes. Otherwise, you're losing money. Money. Mm-hmm. Wait, being wasteful. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Number eight. So you want to use coupons if you have them available, but only for items that you normally buy. Mm, good tip. <laughs> so, yeah. so it can be really <laughs> tempting to have a great deal, see a coupon for a great deal. But if it's not something that you normally eat, then you're probably not going to eat it before it spoils and then you end up losing money. So I know all these extreme couponers, they end up with a mass inventory of things that they sometimes have to sell or give away just because they can't use it all before it goes bad. Yeah. So be careful. Be careful. Don't get tricked into buying a bargain just because it's a bargain. (laughs) (laughs) I know us ladies sometimes (laughs) are guilty of that. well, it may be a bargain, but it's something that you didn't know need. Mm-hmm. So why are you buying it? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, exactly. It's a bargain. Yeah, <laughs> all but that I, money but I you spend. Money on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. And um, number nine. Number nine is to buy whole foods. So avoid buying those highly processed foods like we talked about earlier, like the soda, the cookies, the instant foods, or convenience foods, or foods that are low nutritional value. Now they're. There might be a time and a place for convenience or freezer foods, but in general, you're going to save yourself some money if you buy them in their whole forms and cook them yourself. You can freeze them and portion them out yourself. Um, And also buying like the larger cuts of meat can sometimes be more cost effective. So I know a lot of us buy like the chicken breasts that that are portioned out, but it's a lot more cost effective to buy a whole chicken. It's more work. Um, yes. But you can portion that out and freeze it and use it later. So it's like cook once, eat many, many times. Yeah. Well, one thing, talking about chicken breasts, one thing that um, we've done is sometimes those chicken breasts are so thick. They are. Mm-hmm. Is to have them thin slice it. Now, you can slice it yourself thin, but... I don't know what it is. Butchers always have a very sharp knife. <laughs> They're just, that's what they do. Yeah, way sharper yeah. than mine. And so it's just easier to go, hey, could you cut these in half? Mm-hmm. And so it's still the same price. Mm-hmm. But now in reality, you're getting a little bit smaller chicken breast and it's going further. Just another little tip that when made me think of when you talk about chicken right. breast. Because yeah. it does, they, they are sometimes so thick and it's like, that's a lot of chicken on there. And you'll get two of those huge breasts per mm-hmm. package mm-hmm. and you can cut them into two or three pieces. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So I shop at a, as a much smaller store than I used to. And so that's really the only thing I have available is those huge chicken breasts. So I definitely cut them into three or four pieces sometimes mm-hmm. and freeze them that way. So curious, is there a difference in shopping at like Walmart United uh, as opposed to a small grocery store like Market 33 or um, other grocery stores? There's just a lot of variation. So I sent my husband to get some ingredients for me at this tiny little store and he was so impressed that he got you know a bell pepper for 30 cents or whatever so I think you know you have to consider what's available to you Um, if you're having to travel 10 miles to the grocery store just to save 30 cents that it might not be worth it Um, but generally speaking I think you can find good bargains and and good prices wherever you tend to shop and maybe that might be predicated upon the ad Yes. You know, as you said, looking at the ad and planning your week, all of a sudden you see, oh, 
as you said, Market 33 or someplace has this on sale. Mm-hmm. And so then you notice you, you you like this there, you buy that there. And, you know, um, it, it is, it's interesting. You can always find a variety of things. Yes, but sometimes I think um, our survivors may not have the energy to go to the in different places. Oh, yeah. no, the best. no, no, yeah. So shopping online. Yep. That's mm-hmm. a great. Because mm-hmm. everybody does that still, mm-hmm. thankfully, mm-hmm. provides the pickup. Um, you know, as even the one you just you just said about Market Thirty Three, they do pick up as well, and so all of them do, as far as I know. I mean, I think that's that's become a carryover, a very good carryover from COVID. And this is the dietitian in me, but when I do the grocery pickups, like I'll specify on my produce, like I want bananas, but I want them smaller and I want them a little green, um, and they always accommodate that. So, mm-hmm. and you can always too uh, remember. I think. I know you can with United is, but no substitutions. Right. So if you don't, if that's what you want and you don't want them to substitute something else, then there you go. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. Are we ready for we've the made next it, one? We've made it through nine. Pam has jumped ahead two or three times, but let's go to number <laughs> She's just so good. She let's go to number it. Just let, excite me. I know. You're thinking about what you're going to have for supper. Yeah. Let's go to number 10. So this is probably the, the simplest thing that most people know to do, but is to buy frozen or canned goods whenever the item you want is out of season or if it's out of your budget. Um, frozen and canned goods are perfectly nutritious options, and they're a great way to save money especially like when we're in the winter months, when it's a little harder to come by the produce that you want, frozen and canned goods are a great option. They also tend to be on sale a lot more often. So make sure that you stock up during those times because canned goods are typically good for over a year, sometimes two years. And so you're probably going to be able to use those before they spoil. That is a very good tip because like you said earlier, stocking up with coupons and buying things you may not have the time to to use it from Sam's or whatever the case may be. But in this case, canned goods stay good. They stay good. Stay mm-hmm. good. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Makes it for an easy meal to throw all your vegetables together. Yeah. 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 And your beans, too. Like we talked about doing the half meat, half beans. If you always have canned beans on hand, it's easy to open up that can and drain it and rinse it. If you're not able to get the low sodium or no added salt, rinsing your produce is a good way to reduce that sodium content and, and add it to your animal protein to help you stretch that dollar a little more. Yeah. Lots I, of good information here. There is a lot. Again, we, we talk about this sometimes. It's like, I, okay, I'm going to have to re-listen and take notes and, you know, maybe push pause, write it down. Push, don't do it while you're driving, but writing things down because there, there's so much. Every one of these things are um, extremely beneficial and can, as we have set out from the very beginning, to help you stretch your dollar. Right. I do have one more question for you. So okay. I always have these ads that pop up for HelloFresh or Blue Apron. Mm-hmm. Is... Those subscriptions better than going to the grocery store if you don't have the energy to do it. You're going to spend a lot more on food cost doing those subscription services. But you just have to look at what your food budget is, what your energy levels are, because a lot of them require a lot of prep. So you're still having to prep all the ingredients that you get in the boxes. So if it, if you're doing it for convenience, it might not be your best option. You might be better off doing like a prepackaged meal service from whether it's frozen or from somewhere local or just asking friends and family to help you with meal prep. 
Um, but I wouldn't say that the, the meal delivery kits are a good cost-effective option. They look nice and they have, my, I mean, easy, not a whole lot of... They're attractive. Yes, <laughs> they are. Yeah, but they can be really expensive. And then if you get something that you don't really like, yes, you can go through and select and put in your preferences, but you might get something that you're not really interested in cooking and then you just kind of put it off and then it ends up going to waste cool. anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think you're better off going to the store yourself if you can. All right. Yeah, absolutely. A lot to digest, pardon the pun, but there is a lot here. Um, so do not be afraid to go back and, and, and listen to this and, and write it down um, and, and take some time. And I tell you, if you have questions about nutrition, this is a plug for Whitney's class. Come to nutrition class. Please come. We have yeah, a great time. They do. It's it, always a good time. And you won't be disappointed. No. You, you, I guarantee you this. You will be surprised at how good whatever it is Whitney makes tastes. I always get that comment. Yes. I always people I think that's are a very just pleasantly surprised. That, I'm like, did you think I was going to yeah. feed you <laughs> and cat that, food? After I, I, mean, and after I, I said know. that, I thought, what, well, you dummy, what do you think? You're going to feed them mud or something? No, I Sometimes mean. Sometimes when we think healthy, we think that it doesn't have the greatest taste. Well, and I think maybe. The presentation that Whitney mm-hmm. does, it makes the food more appealing and yeah. um, easier to try and maybe gets us out of our habits of old ways and comfort zone it kind of yeah. pushes your your comfort zone and 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 real seriousness about that is if you look at the ingredients you're less likely to mix these yourself and we talked about this before we got on about people who you know I didn't know you could do that well you know you mm-hmm. can right. and 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 these are those kinds of the things you pick up and you learn at your class and mm-hmm. so in all seriousness um I don't, I don't, I don't know. I've never been to Whitney's class and been disappointed in, in how something tasted. So, um, you guys yeah. need to come to that. If you have questions, she's always open to ask questions at class. Um, maybe afterwards about a few things or I'm having trouble, you know, talking about this or whatever. And then of course we can also do a one-on-one consultation. Um, if that's necessary, I always enjoy these discussions yeah, because, um, it kind of maybe reminds you kind of to reset your compass back to true North kind of like, Oh Yeah. I know I I don't necessarily shop seasonally and I'm kind of a snob when it comes to certain things and I don't do the generic or the store brands. And so um, these are all great reminders. Thank you. Thank you so much for the information. And this leads us to our last um, segment of our podcast. Are we ready? We re- I am. Okay. Uh, let's do it. This is um, sponsored by Auto Inc. Um, it's our inspiring moment. Do you have an inspiring moment that you can share with us? Well, I mean... I'm always inspired by our classes because we really do have a great time. And I think the conversations are are really uplifting and inspiring. But one thing I really try to do for people in my classes and really in any interactions that I have is to help reduce fear and anxiety around food. So sometimes people need to hear it's okay to not buy organic if you can't afford it. It's okay to buy frozen or canned produce if that's what fits in your budget. So I really try to help people meet them where they are and reduce that fear and anxiety about, well, if I don't buy this, that, or the other, then it's not good enough, so I'm not going to do it at all. So I think that's probably a really inspiring thing for me is when I can actually see the look of relief on someone's face when I tell them, like, just do what is best, what fits in your budget. We hear so many stories on um, social media that you need to do this, that, and the other. 
am eating. So it's always nice to have that comfort from you. So I thank yes. you for all you. you do for our um, patients. I know that they all appreciate it. It's an honor for me, honestly. It is. Well, it's it's fun. Whitney, you know, um, Whitney's classes are fun. And uh, you do. You walk away learning a lot. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. You've got years and years of experience in uh, not only in dietary and nutrition, and, but with oncology patients. And that's what, that's what I think is, is important to stress to, to our listeners is that it's not, you're not just a dietitian. You know, the, and that sounds terrible to say, but the, uh, the wealth of oncology experience um, goes a long way. So thank you for that. Pam, I, 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 I love our podcast. They're so much fun. Yes, I can't wait for another episode next week. I know, I know. If you enjoy our podcast as much as we do, um, we want to give you the opportunity to uh, go to our website and uh, if you feel led to, to make a monetary donation to continue to help local cancer survivors here in the Texas Panhandle. And it's really simple. You can go to the number 24survivorship.org slash donate. And if you feel led to, that's great. And uh, we will put it to good use helping local cancer survivors. Yes. And if you're listening and you think, man, I wish they would really cover this topic. Ryan and I are always up for suggestions. We can only think so many uh, um, episodes. So we would love to hear your feedback and tell us what you like. Absolutely. Let us know. You know, um, maybe there's somebody in, in your, your, maybe you live in, I'm just going to throw out a town. Maybe you live in uh, Canadian and there's someone there that's doing great work with, with cancer survivors, and maybe they need to be on our podcast. Yes. Whatever the case may be, let us know for sure, because um, as Pam said, uh, sometimes these <laughs> we sit down and we talk, and we're like, what are we going to What We got a podcast coming up. Who are we going to get? What are we going to do? Um, and we do make it work, but um, it, it, it could sure be a whole lot easier. Yes, we would love the help. We would love the help. Well, thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you learned a lot. Again, go back and listen to these. Go back and check out the plant-based uh, episode early on in our, our podcast library. And then make sure you join us next week for another great episode of Beyond the Ribbon. Thanks again for listening to Beyond the Ribbon. We'd like to extend a special thanks to the Auto Inc. family of dealerships as they have supported the 24 Hours in the Canyon Cancer Survivorship Center since 2016. For more information on the Cancer Survivorship Center, please visit our website at 24survivorship.org.